following program is rated M for mystery, malfeasance, and mobsters, and may contain trace amounts of murder. True stories of history's forgotten detectives from across the 20th century. This is Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater! On a dreary Thursday afternoon, both the skies and the citizens of Chicago are still in grief over the death of actress Clara Clark. As the drizzle descends, Myrna Sinclair meets Inspector Garrett at the stage door of the Chicago Players' downtown theater. Sinclair, you're late. Sorry. I suppose I should be more eager about backstage access. Some high society flyers would give their right arm, and all it took us was an untimely death. I need to interview the rest of the company. Make sure they're clean. No booze, no narcotics. And no free front row seats for our efforts? And show some respect. A girl is dead. She potted herself to death, Inspector. Which on a day like this doesn't sound half bad. And why do you need me here if not to moon over stars? Need you to talk to Norma Dunn. Ever heard of her? I haven't. (gasps) By the way, have you seen my new place? It's under a rock! Long-time company member. Very, uh, superstitious. Thinks it's bad luck to... Say Macbeth in the theater? Whistle backstage? Bad luck to talk to a man off stage on a performance day. Any day in my experience. Don't usually give in to these kinds of demands, but if it means I get to go home early tonight. So, Norma's all yours. Should be routine, Sinclair. Ask her the questions. Confirm no illegal activities or substances. That's it. Come find me when you're done. Miss Dunn? Knock again. Not twice, once. You must not be in the business, darling. Don't you know it's bad luck to knock and even numbers backstage? Also, who the hell are you? Myrna Sinclair. Not in the business. I'm with the CPD. Well, if this is their new uniform, I approve. I'm a consultant, actually. We're doing a routine check after the tragedy with Clara. Make sure the rest of the company is clean. Ah, yes, yes. Some horrid monotone fella started to tell me all about your checkup before I hung up on him. Come in, darling. Myrna Sinclair, you said? That's right. Good name. Could be a stage name. I might use that in the foreign market someday. Don't sit there. What's wrong? It's unlucky to sit at a 45-degree angle to a member of the public on a performance day. Try the blue chair. I like blue better anyways. And Miss Dunn, we need you to go on the record as not possessing any illegal substances and having no knowledge of other company members possessing any on theater property. I used to go in for that sort of thing, you know. Needed to, to keep up with the offers pouring in. Overnight trains to auditions in New York, back the next day to rehearse here. Can't do that all without a few substances in your system. But I've been clean for almost a year now, ever since Fred and I broke up. Fred? You mean... The Frederick West of this company? Didn't you know he and I used to be an item? I don't really read the gossip rags. Good for you. Nasty things, full of bad energy. Try to limit myself to one a week. I told Freddy I told him last year when I felt him drifting away. It's bad luck to split up during previews week. But he was never the superstitious sort. Course, none of the bad luck fell on him. His career is doing fine, while mine... Thank goodness for the Chicago players. At least they stuck by me every step of the way. If you don't mind me asking, Miss Dunn... Could Mr. West be sneaking in illegal substances to keep up with his career? Miss Sinclair, have you seen Freddy on a show recently? Yes, actually. Hamlet. Two months ago. Not bad. Could have used an editor. Excellent. I'm gonna show you something. Come with me. Good idea not to sit too long anyways. Bad luck? No, it makes my tuchus go numb. Every company member here for longer than four seasons gets a portrait in the lobby. Look, there's mine. I just had it redone. It's very... 
Accurate. Rather too accurate, especially around the eyes. We emote for a living and wear the scars of it on our face. Now look at Fred's. Also very accurate. Painted 15 years ago. But he looks... I just saw him on stage a month ago and he looks exactly the same. Isn't it infuriating? The rest of us lifers get our portraits redone every few years so they actually look like us. But Freddy doesn't have to. He's barely aged a day since he started. Do you remember who I played in Hamlet? The queen, right? With the creepy bedroom scene? Gertrude, Hamlet's mother. I'm five years younger than Freddy. Fifteen years ago I played a lady's maid and who did he play? Hamlet. Nine years ago I was Ophelia and he was Hamlet again. And now... If we weren't finally back on good terms, I would punch him right in his beautiful face. Fascinating, Miss Dunn, but what does this have to do with the investigation? You know what else is hard on your face besides emoting all day? Booze. Narcotics. Staying up all night. Jazz music. When my career was at its height, I probably aged five years for every one I lived. Look at that portrait. Is that the face of a man who has had so much as a hard drink in the past decade? I'd guess not. Freddy's no angel, let me assure you. He goes to the parties, like the rest of us makes his appearances in the gossip rags, but somehow he's stayed clear of all the bad stuff. This business is hard on you, Miss St. Clair. It eats people up, but not Freddy. I'll take that into account, Miss Dunn. Thank you. Say, didn't the victim appear as Ophelia opposite Mr. West? Yes, she did, against my suggestion to the director, but that doesn't count for what it used to. Not impressed by Miss Clark? Oh, she was all right, for some roles. Girls with no parents lack emotional nuance in their performances. You learn little facts like this after years in the biz. I can only imagine. If that's all you need, I should be getting back to my dressing room. Strict three-hour warm-up regimen before curtain. Good luck. Me, 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 Yeah, you, 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 you. Anything, Sinclair? Anything illegal? No. Anything suspicious? Maybe. Have you been to Frederick West yet? Last on my list. Mind if I tag along? Big fan. For the next ten minutes? The biggest. Moments later, in the dressing room of prolific star of the stage, Frederick West. Welcome, Inspector. And Miss... Sinclair. Myrna Sinclair. Good name. So I hear. Miss Sinclair is helping with our investigation. She's a big fan. Huge! Lovely. Please, take a seat. Excuse all the flowers. My devotees have been so kind in this difficult time. Though, of course, there's the odd insensitive one who's just glad I'm single now. Gesundheit. Hmm. Just a few simple questions, Mr. West, on the record. One, have you ever knowingly brought an illegal substance into this building, including but not limited to alcohol, cocaine, marijuana, or heroin? I'm afraid not. Two, have you ever knowingly helped Miss Clark to obtain any illegal substance on the premises? My goodness, no. I mean, I had my suspicions about her habits. I'm not naive. But I didn't know how far gone she was. We were so in love, I was blinded by so, my... So, no. Three, have you ever seen any of your other company members bring any illegal substances into the building? I'll be honest with you, Inspector. In show business, you're never too far from some sort of mind-altering poison. And I won't pretend my colleagues are perfect angels. But they are also professionals. And if they do partake in any of these... substances, they don't... Bring them to work. Except Clara, that is. Yes. I suppose so. Thank you for your cooperation, Mr. West. That'll be all. Mind if I stay a moment, Inspector? Big fan. Sinclair. And I wanted to get an autograph. It's quite all right, Inspector. I don't mind. Let me just find a piece of paper and a pen. I'll meet you outside. Two minutes. That's some portrait of you in the lobby, Mr. West. Call me Fred, and I'd rather go without it. But the company insists. Me... 
I say in this town, you're only as good as people's last image of you. And I'd like that last image to be from a show, a beautiful memory filtered through the magic of the theater. Audiences should remember how they felt during my performance, not what type of tie I wore, whether I gained a bit of weight since. Which you haven't. Say, I didn't know you and Miss Clark were an item. Really? I thought everyone did. Didn't you say you were a fan? I'm a true fan. A fan of the work, not the gossip. I don't read the magazines. I see. Very admirable. I just spoke to Miss Dunn, and she never mentioned your relationship with the deceased. Seems odd. Poor dear. Perhaps a tad jealous. I did start up with Clara shortly after breaking it off with the old girl. Can I ask you why you left Norma? No scandal there, I'm afraid. This business is rough, Miss Sinclair. It changes you. Norma and I had been together for a couple of years, but she wasn't the same girl I fell in love with. Not the same girl who first came to work with this company 15 years ago. She was like a little sister to me at first, then grew into this beautiful, vibrant, leading lady, and we fell passionately in love. But now, well, you met her. We're probably forced to sit in a certain chair at a certain angle. This business eats people up. Fred, I hear that Clara was about to start shooting her first feature film. You say Norma was perhaps a bit jealous? Were you as well? Of her career, that is? <laughs> Did I make a joke? Now I really believe you don't read the gossip rags. I'm a bit infamous for becoming too invested in the career successes of my significant others. It's rather a hobby of mine. Why, I'm the one who got Clara her last three engagements between shows here at the Chicago Players. You get her the film gig too? The clever girl secured that one all on her own. I only wish she'd gotten to film it. Ah, I'd forgotten all about your autograph. To Myrna Sinclair, a true fan. Love, Frederick West. Thanks, Fred. I should be getting back to the inspector. Say, how do you keep yourself looking so young? Same as anyone, Miss Sinclair. I take care of myself. Outside the theater, Myrna catches up with an impatient Inspector Garrett. Did he write you an autograph or a novel? I got a novel, all right. A mystery novel with no ending yet. Easy, Sinclair. They may be stars, but this investigation is down to earth. Don't make it more than it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's my notes on the Norma interview. I thought I said stick to the routine questions. If that's really what you wanted, you wouldn't have called me. Hmm. Go home, Sinclair. Unwind and forget about Miss Clark in the theater. Sure. Straight home. Hailing a taxi now. A quick cab ride later, and Myrna is at the city morgue, where medical examiner Laurie O'Leary had only the day before completed the official autopsy on the body of Clara Clark. Laurie, you there? Get in, lass. It's okay, Laurie. I don't think any of your patients are going to make a break for it. Ever since I did the autopsy on that actress yesterday, I've had the press hovering around outside. Vultures, the lot of them. Let the poor girl rest in peace, I say. Resting in peace may have to wait, Laurie. I just had two interviews with Miss Clark's co-stars that have me more suspicious than a ten-cent steak. Ugh. The relationship between her and Fred West? He's never broken into film, while she had just landed a starring role in a Medley studio vehicle. Enough to make any man jealous. Maybe violently jealous. Myrna. Then again, he's to thank for much of her success. Oh, there's also Norma Dunn. Fred left her for Miss Clark. Myrna. And Norma didn't even mention Fred and Clara when I spoke to her. Likely so I wouldn't become suspicious of her motive. Gracious girl, you sound like one of those tabloids. 
And you're forgetting the one important thing. There's no evidence Clara Clark was murdered. Are you absolutely sure? Because I've got a theory that... There were no signs of foul play. Just a young woman with easily swayed morals who let the glitz and glamour of show business get to her. I hear it eats people up. Beg your pardon? Nothing. What if someone, in a jealous rage, force-fed her the drugs and alcohol? Why are you so sure there's something more to this? Aren't you listening? She was surrounded by these showbiz types, all jealous and scheming. That's all? What do you mean, that's all? That's plenty. Hmm. Let me show you something, Myrna. Holy figs! Warn a girl before you spring guts on her. These are photos from the autopsy. Yeah, I guessed. Good thing I haven't had lunch yet. Look at the damage to her internal organs. Her liver, her kidneys. She was a heavy user going back some months. Maybe even a year. So yes, someone else could have tipped her over the edge. But isn't it a little bit more likely that she did this to herself? Maybe. I've got to get back to work, lass. Try not to obsess, will ya? All right, all right. I can take a hint. Make sure the door locks behind you. The reporters will slip in like cockroaches. Ah, oh, shoot, you're not the medical examiner. I'm as disappointed as you are. Did you see the body, miss? Are you a friend of Miss Clark's? What's your name, kid? Roger, miss. Roger? How long have you been covering Miss Clark's career? Yeah, about a year, I'd say. Why? Tell you what, Roger. How about I take you to a nearby diner? Buy you dinner. If you answer some questions about Miss Clark to my satisfaction, I will guarantee you an exclusive interview with the very person who performed the autopsy. How's that sound? At a nearby Greasy Spoon, Roger the reporter has ordered enough food for a small army, while Myrna sips a black coffee and waits patiently for a pause between bites. I know Miss Clark was a real party girl, but what about her co-stars at the theater? Before Clara, Norma Dunn was a resident wild child. Since a breakup with Fred West, she's been off the radar. Started looking rough the past couple of years. Tried to avoid getting her picture taken. Of course, we still get it. I bet you do. And Mr. West? Mm. Here's a different vice. Women. A serial monogamist, we call him. Always dating one of his co-stars. Once their careers start to gain traction, before Clara was Norma, before Norma there was Minnie Klein, before Minnie, Deanna Fielding. You know what they say, how the leading man gets older where the co-stars get younger? With Fred, it's like the leading man gets younger while his co-stars get older. And so he finds a new co-star. Fascinating. When you finish your seconds, I need you to make copies of every article you've ever written on Clara Clark. Bonus points if you can get me any film reels, interviews, screen tests, and drop them off at my home. Here's the address. Leave it all at the front door. And then I get my interview with the medical examiner? I need it soon. A week from now, Clara's story will be as stale as this marble rye. Once you've done all that, come find me. I'll give you the direct home line number to Miss Lori O'Leary, personal post-mortem expert on Claire Clark. Oh, gee, thanks, miss. Vultures. One last stop on her way home finds Myrna at the Chicago Police Records Department, currently manned by one Nancy Mendez. Nancy, why has it been so long? Guess you haven't needed anything in a while. That would sting if it weren't true. Can you rustle up any files on Norma Dunn, Frederick West? And Clara Clark? Yeah. I've heard you've been making the rounds on them. Gossip works fast. So do I. Your aces, Nancy. A lot on Norma Dunn. A troublemaker, that one. Though it seems Miss Clark was trying to catch up to her quick. And Fred West? Not much, I'm afraid. Clean as a whistle. One instance six months ago where he got into a bit of a tussle. Seems he intercepted a dealer selling to his girlfriend. Clocked the guy. 
course, no charges were pressed. Hmm. He didn't mention that to Garrett. Would you? Suppose not. Say, when do you get off this evening? Thirty minutes. But you're not my type. Fifty bucks if you help me get all the files home and upstairs. Sure. They're not that heavy, though. There's going to be some packages waiting for me at the front door that I may need some help with. Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater will be back after this. Hey, you! Me? Yeah, you! You want to be a star, don't you? Oh, I'm not sure. Well, you found the right guy. I'm Trusty Trevor, talent agent to the stars. You've always wanted to be a glamorous matinee idol, so come on down to one of our new Miss Hollywood open casting sessions. But golly, I don't have any acting experience. No experience? No problem. As long as you've got perseverance, spunk, dreams the size of your hopefully giant boobs, and <clears throat> $500 feet plus taxes, no refund, <clears throat> then Trusty Trevor's the agent for you. Trust Trusty Trevor, agent to the stars. Thanks, Trusty Trevor. Now my starving children can eat. And now, back to the show. One week later, in Myrna's expansive bachelorette abode, countless magazine profiles, articles, and CPD files have gathered into great, overwhelming heaps in Miss Sinclair's state-of-the-art film projection studio. Yes, she has her own projection studio. Take one, Clara Clark screen test. Can't you see? We belong together. You say we're opposites, but I say opposites go together better than anything. Nobody says apples and apples. They say apples and oranges, and well, I guess I'm an orange, and you... You're the apple of my eye. How is that? Oh, one more time, of course. It is such an honor to be chosen to work with Mr. Metley on this film. I'm so excited to get started. Will this be your first time on a film set? Yes, it will. Myrna, are you in here somewhere? Over here, Laurie, under the pile of newspapers. Dear Freddy has been such a constant support to me through this whole process. The countless auditions, screen tests. I don't know how you can read last with all the lights off. If the lights are on, I can't see the projection. Besides, I don't need to read anymore. I've got the whole pile memorized. Why don't you come say hi to the camera, Fred? There better have been something useful in there for it to be worse than that wretched reporter after me. Nothing the American public didn't know already, it turns out. And I knew you could handle him, Laurie. <laughs> He's a bit shy. Have you left this room all week? Once or twice. For food. <sighs> I'm beginning to think you were right. These characters may be phonies, but I can't find a single scrap to suggest they're phonies and murderers. Maybe Miss Clark was just in over her head. He doesn't like these film cameras. Yeah, stage actor through and through. That's right. It's happened before. It'll happen again. That business. Yeah, yeah, I know. When you visited me last week, I could tell there was some reason you couldn't let this go. A reason you didn't want to tell me. I don't know, Laurie. I guess I understand a bit about the world Clara's in. All hollow glamour, fake friends only out for themselves. It swallowed her up, degraded her from the inside out until she couldn't handle it. Maybe I want to believe it didn't get to her. Maybe it's easier to believe she was murdered if it means she was never corrupted. I see. Well, that's all well and good, lass. If it were true. Come again? You have been around the rich phonies and the corruption too long to be affected by this. You know what I think? I think you found out Claire is an orphan. You saw that, huh? A young woman, no family left, suddenly thrust into the spotlight. Ooh, parties every night, a million instant acquaintances. But no one to watch out for her. 
Make sure she doesn't take it too far. That Fred West, he'll get a girlfriend. The reporters and the public will fall in love with someone else. And the only one asking, what happened to Clara? Is a woman who never met her. If I put all this away, soon it'll be like she never existed. Not true. She may have no family to mourn her, but people live on in the memories of others. A whole lot of memories for Miss Clark, and those of everyone who ever saw her on stage. Funny. Fred West said something similar to that. And I suppose you think I'm in cahoots with him. Nah. You prefer the dead. And Fred, well, he's immortal. You get to bed, lass. Then maybe in the morning you'll see the truth of it. Hmm. Why don't you come say hi to the camera, Fred? (laughs) He's a bit shy. Shy? A star like him? He doesn't like these film cameras. You're only as good as people's last image of you. As the audiences clear out and the marquee lights are dimmed, one lone figure sneaks in through the backstage door of the Chicago Players' downtown theater. Who is it? Myrna Sinclair. You know, the true fan. With the great name. Did you see the show tonight? I'm afraid not. Sold out. Ah, well, that's why you buy in advance. I like to live dangerously. Ha <laughs> ha. I'll leave that to you, Miss Sinclair. What can I do for you? I've just been to see Miss Dunn. She said she had more information she wanted you to know about Miss Clark's death. And you know she won't speak to men on show days. What? Come inside, Miss Sinclair. What kind of information? Information that leads me to suspect Claire's death was murder. Murder? Uh, Sit down. Tell me everything. Have you ever read the picture of Dorian Gray, Fred? Can't say I have. It's about a beautiful young man, Dorian Gray, who has a portrait done of himself. And he discovers that every bit of his own moral or bodily decay manifests itself in the painting and not in him. It becomes as ugly as its soul. But he stays young and beautiful. Never ages. Much like you, Fred. (laughs) You make me sound like a magician, Miss Sinclair. I assure you, I eat well, I get plenty of sleep, I exercise, I moisturize. I never meant to insinuate your youthful appearance was the stuff of black magic, Fred. What does this have to do with Clara? No, you. You use stage magic. Remember you told me how memory works? People only hold on to their last image of you, on stage. And you're such a good actor. All they remember is how charming you were. And I believe you when you say you eat well, exercise. You do look young for your age. The painting in the lobby proves that. But the real trick is creating the illusion of everyone else aging faster than you. Miss Sinclair, I have no idea what you're talking about. You date these young, beautiful co-stars who happen to deteriorate so quickly. Instead of pouring all your sin into a painting like Dorian Gray, you pour it into your lovers. Make sure they go to every party, take every role, try every drug, every drink. They never wanted foreign agent or a dealer with you around. Good deal for you. Stay relevant through their scandals and their success, and appear to age all the slower because they age so drastically. Like Norma said, she aged five years for everyone that she lived. Look at all these photos of Clara. Still gorgeous but getting tired and won within eight months of dating you. You... you think I killed Clara? Not on purpose. When I told you I thought Clara had been murdered, I could see that you were relieved, because you have been worried sick that it was your fault. She got that film role and you panicked. Film terrifies you. 
How long before Hollywood wanted her in a picture along with her famous beau? The camera doesn't hide the flaws the way memory, stage lights, or a painting do. The illusion of her aging faster than you? Poof. Gone. So you sped up the process. Arranged more and more booze and drugs for her. It... it was an accident. Look, I never meant for her to die. She kept trying to get me on camera with her. Everyone would see how old I look compared to her unless... Unless she looked... Like the business had taken its toll on her. I should have had more patience. Except you'd realize the flaw in your plan. Even if you can stay the same forever, Hamlet ten years ago, Hamlet today, Hamlet again in another ten, the public doesn't always grow tired of stars because they age. Looking old isn't the only way to get old. Are you going to charge me, Miss Sinclair? Lock me up in handcuffs to rot in a jail cell? Let everyone have their look at me for a dollar. Like a zoo animal. Lock you up? For what? You didn't murder Clara. At least not in any way that law cares about. Oh, thank God. I did manage to dig up some evidence of other indiscretions. That dealer you clocked six months ago? Despite his recently broken jaw, he was ready to talk all right. I know he was on his way to see you, not Clara. Now you can trust me to keep that to myself until I hear about your next young actress girlfriend. You see... I've decided I'll start reading those gossip rags after all. A lazy Saturday morning finds Myrna Sinclair and Laurie O'Leary at that same greasy spoon near the Chicago City morgue, the former having promised the latter a coffee to apologize for Roger the reporter. Listen to this, Laurie. Star actor of the Chicago Players, Frederick West announces his retirement this season. He has stated that the death of lover and colleague Clara Clark has taken a toll on his mental state and he feels unable to continue his theater work past this year. Who'd have thought, eh? Good on him, I say. Look what the entertainment industry did to poor Miss Clark. Best he get out before it gets to him next. Can't say I disagree, Laurie. It's a rough business. Can't you see? We belong together. You say we're opposites. But I say opposites go together better than anything. Nobody says apples and apples. They say apples and oranges. And, well, I guess I'm an orange and you... You're the apple of my eye. How was that? Oh, one more time. Of course. I went down to St. James Infirmary Saw my baby there can look this wide world over she'll never find a sweet man like me the portrait of frederick west was written by grace smith myrna sinclair was played by marie Calapoint. leet stop touching joseph joseph stop looking at leet frederick west was played by jeff mays norma dunn and production assistant were played by grace smith i'm a velociraptor <laughs> What a twist! Clara Clark was played by Kayla Whalen. Inspector Garrett was played by Leed Stetson. It'll be a wacky, zany adventure. Roger the Reporter was played by Joseph Beebe. Yeah, about a year, I'd say. Why? I don't know. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> With a cactus, ma'am. With a cactus. Laurie O'Leary was played by Rebecca Russell. Nancy Mendez was played by Liana Bedewi. With special guest star Leet Stetson as your narrator. Why, why is everything in Chicago a quick cab ride? That's my question. Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater is produced by Joseph Beebe and Theater Double Take. 
Duotang Chesterfield wants to know, how do you keep yourself looking so fresh, you saucy minx? Moisturizer? Stem cells? The blood of the endangered Siberian youth owl? Let us know by investigating us on the web at duotangmysteries.com, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Have you ever knowingly brought an illegal substance into this building, including but not limited to alcohol, cocaine, marijuana, or heroin? I'm afraid not. And would you say you're a threadbare piece of string that's been looped around itself? I'm afraid not.